Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today we're excited to be starting a brand new series called Those People. Today's sermon is entitled, Those Overly Needed People. Have you ever met someone that was overly needed? Well, today we're going to learn how we can deal with those people. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, you ready to dive into this today? All right, we're starting a brand new series called Those People. Those People. Anybody ever know those people? <laughs> That's those people over there. Maybe it's here. <laughs> There's those people. There's those. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I know what I'm talking about. I'll tell you what. All I can is you know what I'm talking about. All I can is you lie when you guys talk to us, so make sure you're talking to us this morning. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about the overly needed people. Those overly needed people. Now, y'all are probably already in your minds thinking about those people that are overly needed. They need the blankets. They need the heat on. They need this. They need that. They're there. They're just overly needed. I got to get there. I got to help them out. They're all the time having some type of issue. They got all the time got some time needing a problem. They got a problem in their life. They're just needed. Needed. Now, I'm not talking about like a child needing stuff, but, but you parents, you know what I'm talking about when your child needs everything and they expect it to be done in that very moment and right then, right there. Amen. My daughters are, especially my youngest, she's six, she's still in that mindset of, hey, I want it and I want it now. And we're like, time out. <laughs> no. She's overly needed sometimes. Dad, Mom, I need this. I need that. I need this, 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 all at the same time. And that's what these people, those people that are overly needed, they're expecting you to be there every moment and every second that they call upon you. Now, y'all don't be thinking about throwing no names out here now, but y'all, y'all, uh, in your mind, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> so these people are off the time. Sometimes you got those people, and we're going to talk about these in the next few weeks and talk about overly needed people, the manipulated people, or manipulating the hypercritical and the critical folks in our lives. Some of you probably are thinking right now, man, I know some people that are just like what Pastor Michael's talking about. And listen, we've got a four-part series. It's going to be incredible, and I encourage you guys to be here throughout this whole entire series. I truly believe this is going to be a life-changing series for somebody and people in our podcast, and I promise you we're going to update those this week. But this week, we're going to talk about those people that are overly needed. And all of us at some point have been those people, right? <laughs> those people. Anybody ever say you're those people? Me too. Hey, me. Right, keep going. But those people, the, the overly needy people, are oftentimes the one that plays the victim card. Well, this happened to me, and you're supposed to love me. I run out of money, and you're supposed to help me because I don't have no money. Praise God, I went to the gas pump, and I, I didn't have enough in the bank account because gas is almost $3.30 a gallon again. Or 20 cents, whatever. <laughs> I can't take it. And those people that are overly needed are the ones that are oftentimes, do you love me? Now, now I'll tell you something. I oftentimes, I'll look at Tasha and i say, do you Amy love me? Do you love me at all? I need you to care for me. I need you. I'm sitting here on the couch doing some computer work. Will you please go get me something to drink? And she'll be like, no, go get your own drink. And I'm like, but, but you don't even love me. You don't love 
to give me nothing to drink. It's all true, y'all. This really happens. And oftentimes we do that. Do you love me? I, I listen. I listen. I broke my leg. <laughs> Let me back up. Say I didn't break my leg. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell y'all what happened. You ready for this? This is a true story. Back in the day when me and Tasha were dating, we were aggravating one another. Let me tell you what she did. We got to playing, and, and she went to throw her leg out there, and she tried to kick me just playing. And she might have intentionally done. I don't really know at this point, but <laughs> she said no. But listen, 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 listen. She, she was playing. She went out to kick me, kicked me right in the middle of my knee. And still to this day, it's been like 15 years ago. Still to this day, it still hurts. It hurts. I had to wear a knee brace, and I, I'm like, and I'm like, man, I, I'm hurting. <laughs> and I need you to help me out. Uh, don't don't make excuses. You know what you did. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I'm hurt. You got to go help a brother out. Do you love me? I had to play the victim card because she hurt me. I'm like, if you wouldn't keep me in my knee all that long time ago, we'd be having issues right now. I could go in there and get my own drink, and I can fix my own you know, meal, my own dinner, and I could wash my own clothes. If you wouldn't keep me in my knee, you wouldn't have this problem. I, see, I played the victim card. I played it good. Shh, don't tell her. She's right there. I'm on campus, don't tell her. And, and see, the, listen, listen. Y'all may, y'all know, y'all may know people like this that, that's overly needed, like in, in like, like legit. These are the people that call you over and over and over and over and over and leave you voicemail after voicemail after voicemail after voicemail. Hey, hey, Pastor Michael. Hey, listen, listen. You, I, I'm calling you up. I need this. I need that. I need that. Call me back. I don't call you back. Ten minutes later, call me again. Hey, Pastor Michael, I just want to make sure you got my last, my last voicemail to let you listen. I really need something. I really, I really need some help doing something. Call me back. In the middle of that, in the middle of this, this has really happened. This really happened to me. <laughs> it's a true story. In the middle of calling me back to back twice, they send me a text message. Hey, I called you. Call me back. I need something. I need some help. <laughs> And this is all in a matter of, of just a few moments that this has happened. This person was overly needy. Maybe you're thinking right now, I know somebody that's done this very, very thing. And see, oftentimes what happens is, is when these things happen, people are in a crisis mode. Their world's ending all the way around them, and you're their priority. Or you're, you become their, their, their main contact. Hey, I got I to gotta call Pastor Michael. I know he's going to help me. I know he got a trailer. He can come help me move this. He can help me do that. <laughs> he got three jobs. He got money. I ain't got no money. <laughs> and I'll be transparent with you guys. Went right before, I think we were two weeks from launching Medic Church, and uh, we, we had got a phone call from an individual in our community. I don't know where they're from. And, and they called and they said, hey, listen, I had this issue going on in my life. Gave me this big long story, this big crisis they were dealing with. Can I have some money? And I had to say, listen. I said, we're a brand new church. I said, I said, I'm doing good to pay the rent. <laughs> I said, I said, we're not at a place that 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 we're going to be able to to give any money to anybody. I said, but listen, I said, I'll, I'll be more than happy. I'll pray for you. I can take your number, and I said, I can give you out to some uh, other contacts. I said, I just don't have them available at the moment. I said, but I can give you some contacts of other people in our community to do that. Because guess what? You guys may not know this just as well as I do, or you may not, or, but, but here at Medit Church, we like partnering with other people because we can't do it all. 
And so, and so we want to tap into those resources that can say, hey, we're already here, we're already established, this is what we're good with, this is what we do, and that's what we tried to do for this individual. But in that moment, there was like, well, ain't you a church? Ain't you a pastor? Ain't you supposed ain't this what the Bible says? You're supposed to help the need? Yes, absolutely. The Bible does say that. But if we're not in the plot and able to do that, we're going to give you the resources we have available. And, and, and this lady was upset that we didn't give her money. And I said, but listen, I'm going to pray for you if that's okay. She's like, I don't want your prayer. She was mean after that. <laughs> but I got off the phone with them. And I began to pray, and thankfully I had their number saved, and I sent it on to some resources in their community here. We partnered with the Pilot Mountain Outreach last year, and we were able to collect uh, household items like toilet paper and, and uh, laundry detergent, dishwashing st- uh, soap, stuff like that, things that, that paper towels, things like that that people constantly need. And, and we were able to partner with them because, hey, that's what, they're, that's what they're set up for. They're set up to take up goods, and, and we can partner with them and say, hey, you know what, you guys are already set up. We're going to help you guys to help the community. And that's what it's about. It's loving on our neighbors and building relationships. But in this particular moment, this lady just didn't understand that. And maybe you know an addict that, that's the same way. Hey, I got, hey, hey, I need money. I, I need, I, I, hey, listen, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a deal because I, I need some help. I need, because I, I, I've never been addicted to anything but food, but, but I know that it's, you know, I've never been addicted to drugs and alcohol or anything like that, but I know that that's a hard thing to break. And, and I've known that being in the healthcare and emergency services that, that I've seen things that addicts will go the extra length to do things to get their to get that completion that they needed. You guys think about somebody, ain't you? <laughs> <Y'all>, <laughs> all these people I just talked about, y'all are already thinking about them. All on campus, you're thinking about somebody. It's okay, y'all can talk to me. I love you guys. Y'all are, our online campus is amazing. I love you guys here in person too, but I love our online campus. They're they're great. <laughs> And oftentimes, you know, just talking about these, these things, there's, man, there's a lot of times I want to help. I want to do things. I wish that we were able, in those moments when that lady called me, I wish I could have wrote her a nice check and said, here, God bless you. And, 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 and there's things that, that oftentimes we've learned that we're helping sometimes in people's lives the wrong way. Helping them in the wrong way. Pastor Mike, what do you mean? Sometimes when we, when we cave and we say, okay, we're going to help you, and we're going to do this. And then they run out, and, 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 and what, what the, by giving them certain things, they begin to go down the hole that they shouldn't go down and the path that they shouldn't go down. They continue down it, and instead of making a, a righteous and correct decision to move forward, they continue to go down the path that they're on. Sometimes when our actions, we can actually do more harm than we're doing good. Now, this individual, I have no idea who they are. I don't know if they've got the help or the resources they needed. They haven't got us back. But, but there's times that I wish I could have helped, but maybe it did me good for us not to put our church in a financial burden and saying, hey, listen, we're going to outsource and resource you to somebody else. It's okay to do that. And it's okay instead of sometimes, hey, listen, I can't give you money, but what I can do is I can pray for you, I can give you a meal, I can help you what I can Another gentleman come into our building one time. He wrote us a card, and he's like, hey, he left me a nice note to come in. I watched him come in. He sat down. I seen him grab a card, write something, hand it to Fernando, and walked out. He called me an hour or two later. It's like, hey, listen, I'm looking for food. I said, all right, man. I said, listen, I got somebody that's going to help you out. Got somebody that's going to help you. 
So, so they met with that individual and come to find out they wouldn't even be grateful for the food that we gave them. They, didn't, they refused to take the items that, that we were trying to bless them with. And, and, so, and, so, and so we want to help, but oftentimes people may not want the help that we're trying to give them. And, 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 so, and so whatever you do sometimes for these people isn't enough. <laughs> Y'all ever done that? You try to help somebody out and like, that wasn't good enough. <laughs> you, you, you done everything you could and it still wasn't good enough. Hey, well, well, hey, listen, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to cook you this meal. We, we're going to help you out. We're going to give you some nice clothes. We're going to buy you an outfit, some new shoes, some socks, some underwear, some pants, a nice coat, a nice shirt, some gloves, a toboggan, especially the last week it's been really cold. And, and, and we're going to bless you. You do all this and sometimes you still have people that will say, hey, that's not enough. I want more. I want more. You may be struggling. and Sometimes you say, hey, I still want to bless them. And it's okay. Bless them. If you want to bless somebody, bless them. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a store that I'm just said, hey, I want to buy the person's groceries behind me. Or they'll get up there and I'll wait a few minutes and, and they'll go and get ready to pay and I'll say, hey, I got your, I got your, your, your groceries today. You know what the response I get oftentimes? Why? I said, I just want to bless you. I want to love on you. Let me tell you what I did on, on, on Christmas Eve. I went out to the gas station. I'm not sharing this with you to boast. I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all hit, share me out. Because I love blessing people. I love giving to people. Went out to the gas station, and, you know, the, usually they're like the only ones that are open. Thank God. And I walked in, and they gave me a nice diet sun drop. And, and I'll go in there and I had some. I get up to the counter and, and God just said, hey, bless this guy. Bless him. I was like, God, I don't know what you want me to bless him with. I, 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 I'm at a convenience store. I don't know what you want me to do. You want me to buy him gas? I, I don't know. God just said, bless him. So I get up there and I'm like, hey, man. I said, what's your favorite candy bar? I said, I'm having a hard time picking tonight. What's your favorite candy bar? He said, I like sneakers. I said, boom, here's some sneakers. I bought two of them. Went to go out to the store, and I said, man, I just want to bless you tonight. Have a good night. He's like, what? He said, no, nah, man, this is yours. He said, I can't tell you. I said, no, nah, man. I said, listen, I want to love you on you tonight. I said, I want you to know that God loves you, and I want to bless you. It's the little things in life that make a big difference. Because I don't know what this guy was going through in his particular life, but I come past his path that he may be on a struggling deal. I mean, he had to work Christmas Eve. That stinks. But, 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 but sometimes... I left there and I felt kind of guilty. Well, I, well, why didn't I buy candy bars for everybody? All the employees there. He was the only one there, by the way. But, <laughs> but God still sees our giving, our mercy. We do care for these people, even though they may not think it's enough. Or maybe when they don't think, hey, I deserve it. But I want you guys to check this out. See, relief is an immediate and temporary assistance. Relief. Oftentimes when there's floods that come through, tornadoes, earthquakes, house fires, deaths, a lot of times when we see these things, we can give temporary assistance to them. The Pilot Mountain wildfire that came through just a few months ago, I mean, that was devastating to our community. It was horrible, man. It was terrible. 
But it was amazing to watch the community come together and say, hey, we want to give some temporary relief and love on our firefighters and our first responders that are up there taking care of, of the wildfires. So we were able to partner together and give out waters and, and Gatorades and snacks. And it was amazing. They, listen, they received so much, they had to come on there and say, hey, guys, stop sending us stuff. And then they were able, after that, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but they received so many donations for the, the what was going on in the mountain that they had so much when the tornadoes come through and devastated 200 miles worth of destruction, they were able to take some of those supplies and send them down there and bless another community that needed it. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. But those are temporary assistance. Those are temporary things that we can do. When we give and we try to help that person that calls us 100 times and leaves us 12 voicemails and texts us back to back to back. So, you know, when we give help to those, sometimes those are temporary assistance. Those are immediate things. Hey, hey, this feels good in the moments. It feels great. Hey, I get, I've, I've seen the, the homeless guy on the side of the road and I gave him that was a temporary and an immediate fix, an immediate assistance that they needed. And again, we love doing those things. We love doing those relief things, but those are temporary. And they're great. They're great. Y'all hear me out. They're great. But y'all look at this. But restoration is working with people to restore them to their God-given potential. Restoring. Here at Medic Church, I tell you guys this all the time, we're about letting God restore the brokenness in our lives. That's why, that's why we purposely designed our logo the way we designed it. Because we know people are hurting, people are broke. They're dealing with different struggles. They're different, dealing with different things in their life. But we want to have a place, and the band-aid symbolizes this is a place of restoration, a place of healing, a place where God can restore the brokenness in our lives. And then we're the heartbeat of the church. And we're going to live out that message. That we can, now, I don't have no special powers. I just want to give you guys the tools necessary to let God fix you. See, 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 see. see. Check this out, check it out. We're going to look at 1 Peter here. Or, excuse me, not 1 Peter. <laughs> Acts 3, 1 through 5. It says, one day Peter and John were going to the temple at a time of prayer. At, at, three, <laughs> at 3 in the afternoon, verse 2 here, now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg for those giving into the temple's court. To beg from those that were going into the temple's court. Verse 3. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Now, you ever seen people on the side of the road ask for money? I know I'm not the only one. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's kind of what was going on here. Is that, just, just imagine me, somebody's out front here of the church, they, they're on a sleeping bag, and, and as we're coming into church, they're, they're asking people for money. They're begging people for money. They're crippled. This guy was crippled from birth now. So you see, he's seen Peter and John coming up, and he, he asked them for money. Now check it out. Look, verse 4. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting them Expecting to get something from them. Now, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Here he is. He's there. I'm sure he's he's probably bundled up. It's probably cold. Y'all just picture it's today or last this past week where it's been very very cold. He's probably bundled up and he's probably sitting there and he's probably got his eyes closed looking down because I'm sure he's embarrassed. 
I need money. I need help. I need assistance. Anything you guys can give. And, and, and he's seen, he seen Peter and John come, and he's like, man, these guys look good. They probably, in their sharp, you know, their sharp dress suits there, probably coming up in there like they own the place, carrying themselves very well, very prosperous. They're going into the holy place. <laughs> and and, and I, I can just imagine them, and, and when Peter and John seen him, he got their attention. Hey, man, yo, homie, listen. Hey, you, you got Trina, Trina, you, you, I got you. It's got their attention. And so, again, you got to think from, from the beggar's perspective. He's probably thinking, man, these guys are getting ready to hook a brother up. <laughs> what, they got some McDonald's up in there? What they got? Did they, did they, did they come out of the holy, the holy grail over there? Where, where, where are they coming from? And they probably got me something good. Got me some Starbucks. Probably got some, some hot coffee. It's been cold. Then went to McDonald's, got a McGriddle. I'm getting hungry myself. This was three in the afternoon, but you know what? <laughs> but, but, but again, this man was carried here. He was carried to the temple and set there. So somebody already gave him some temporary assistance. Hey, we're going to get you there. He probably was like, hey, man, I know that, I know that church down there. I, I, I know if I go out there and I beg, they, they people that are going to be coming in there, they love Jesus. They love God. Let me just go out here. Let me just let me just beg for some money out here. I know I, if I could just get there. Hey, 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 Bill, Bill, listen. I'm the crippled man over here. I can't walk. Will you take me down to the temple? I'm gonna try to get some help. Bill's like, hey man. I'm gonna call Trina. Me and Bill, Trina, Sally, Sue. We're gonna take this crippled man down here to the temple so he can get him some relief. And I'm sure while he was there, he did get money. I'm sure this wasn't the first time that this man has done this, going out to the temple. He obviously had some type of perspective that he knew if he could get to the temple, he could get some money to probably get him some food, get him some whatever he needed. But he had to get somebody to carry him there. Not only did he have to get him to carry him there, had to collect some money, then he had to get somebody to carry him back to where he came from, to carry him back home. See, the relief here, the relief here was people throwing the money at him. That was the relief he was looking for. That was the gap he was trying to fill. Hey, this is going to make me feel good because I can get over here. I can Now I can afford my food for the week. I can have my water. I can have my God bucks. I can have my coffee. And listen, and these people coming by, it's going to make them feel good. It's even going to make them look good. Y'all check this out. So, so Peter and John seen the man that got his attention. Verse 6 here in Acts 3. It says, then Peter said, silver and gold I have. Now, y'all think just for a second. <laughs> here it is. I'm the man. I'm crippled. I can't walk. I'm over here, I'm begging for money, and I look up, you get my attention like you're going to give me something, and you look at me and say, silver or gold, I do not have. I probably would want to throat punch you. That's probably what I'd be thinking about, man, dude, what you want? Are you here to make fun of me? I can't walk? I mean, what's the dealio? But Peter was like, listen, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
walk. Y'all, 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 listen to me. Y'all hear me? Silver and gold I do not have. But what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot to offer. But what I can tell you and what I can offer you is in the name of Jesus. Your life can be changed. In the name of Jesus, the circumstances that you're in can be touched. This man was in a predicament. He's been there since birth. I don't know how old this gentleman was, but man, he's, he's obviously he's a man. He's obviously begging. He's obviously done this for a long time. And here's two men, and they come, and, and what they can offer is says, in the name of Jesus, walk. Maybe you may be in these circumstances, these predicaments that you may be in today, and you're dealing with struggles, but in the name of Jesus, those things can be moved. I don't know about y'all, but that excites me knowing that in the name of Jesus, just the very mention of his name, we can be saved. Just the very mention of his name, mountains can be moved. Verse 7 here, it says, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. Talking about Peter here, picking up the man. And instantly the man's feet and ankles become strong. Verse 8, he jumped to his feet and began to walk. And he went with them into the temple's court, walking and jumping and praising God. The most powerful part of this story is, is these two men said, listen. They took the opportunity, they took the time to sit down and say, hey, listen. I don't have money. I don't have silver. I don't have gold. But what I do have is Jesus in my life. This is what Jesus has done for me. Share your story. Sharing their story. Jesus can touch your life. And he's so powerful. Just the mention of his name, you can get up and walk. And what's ironic is in that moment, as they said in the name of Jesus, walk, he was healed. And not only was he healed when Peter and John there helped the man to his feet, helped him up. His feet became and his ankles became strong and he walked into the temple with them because he knew that something had happened in his life. God had begun to work in his life and restored that brokenness. And if he's like, hey, listen, if he can touch me physically, if he can touch me physically in my feet and allow me to walk, what can he do in my life? I want to tap into those resources. That's why I tell you your stories are so important because when you start sharing your stories, you're going to relate to people that you don't you have more in common than you really realize. It's so great. Get up and walk. Real quick. I, I, hurry, hurry, hurry. I got to hurry quick. There's three prayers of restoration. Number one, God help me give people what they truly need, not just what God, I, I want to give people what they need, not just what they want. Hey, I need this in my life. I need a touch from God. Well, how do I do it? Let me show you. Let me invite you to church. Let me, let me help you by praying for you. Let me help you seek after the one that can touch your life. Acts 3 and 6, and then Peter says, silver and gold I have not, but what I can give you in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk. Walk, walk, walk. And this is prayers that you can pray in your life. If you need money, pray that God's going to provide you that job. In the name of Jesus, I need a job. In the name of Jesus, give me that job. And if you need that promotion and you need help, begin to pray those prayers. God, in the name of Jesus, give me that promotion. 
You got a $580 car payment, praise God, that's expensive, but their cars are not cheap. And you need a new budget, begin to pray, God, in the name of Jesus, I need a new budget. Begin to speak these things into existence. Because, because when you get the attention, you get to the attention of the circumstances that you have, you begin to speak life into it, your life's going to be restored. Prayer number two here. God, help me stay out of the by not constantly rescuing people from their consequences. See, what you guys know, our actions breed consequences. For every action, there's an equal or opposite reaction. I think I said that right. I always mess it up. <laughs> so every time we do something, there's a consequences that come along with it, whether it's good or bad. If I decide to get in my car today, going to lunch, and I decide not to wear my seatbelt, and I get out here on the main road, and I get hit, there's a few consequences that may happen. Or if I get pulled over, there may be a consequence that could happen. I may or may not get a ticket. Probably will. It's against law. If I get hit in an accident, they may or may not kill me. But everything we do has a consequence. If I go over here here in a little while and eat, and I eat too much, there could be a consequence. See, Galatians 6 and 7, don't, do not be deceived. God cannot not. A man reaps what he sows. And I want to encourage you today, if you're sowing in good seeds, keep sowing those seeds. If you feel like, hey, I want to bless the person behind me or if I want to bless somebody by buying their meal or, or just, hey, taking time to sit down and talk to them, keep doing those things because those are reaping good things. But if you're constantly breaking people down, kicking them around, kicking the dust onto them, then we're going to reap what we sow. Don't be deceived. Keep going, just keep going. Number three, number three. I'm going to close here in just a moment. God, help me remember that I'm in need too. That you are always the answer. God, I'm, I'm in need too. God, I still need help. Y'all, sometimes I feel like I'm Superman. And I try to do everything that I can. But then there's times that I get electrocuted and it brings me back to reality that I can't do everything. <laughs> Y'all have no idea what I'm talking about. Let me share with you real quick. <laughs> Ones don't know, we've, we've updated the light in the bathroom. It looks really cool. We're going to put some nice bright bulbs in there, so y'all stay tuned for that. It's going to be really cool. Took down the big light. We're well, still in there, but we, we disabled the big lights. It's a nice, cool new light in there. But last night, I was in there. I had no idea what I'm doing. A little bit, a smidge of knowledge. Church is still standing. We ain't burning down. <laughs> but I reminded myself that I needed help. That I can't do it all. As I'm in there and I'm praying, girls had went with my mom and dad to eat. I stayed back to continue to work on things. I was praying. I said, God, I can't do your work alone. I can't do it by myself. See, I need help. And then God reminded me, he's in control. 
then I can lean on him and he's the answer to all of my needs. Now, we managed to get the light up and do all that. It looks cool again. Y'all go check it out at our church. But, um, but I work 60 plus hours a week at, at my normal jobs, not including my church stuff, and being a dad and a husband. And I'm not sharing that with you just to say, hey, I'm some great human being. I'm sharing that with you because I want you guys to understand that I still take time and care about this church. But I'm oftentimes reminded that I need help and that God's there with me. Because because Psalm 70 and 5 says, Yet I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. My deliverer, O Lord, do not delay. And that's been my prayer. God, come to me. God, restore me. God, help me. God, and listen, listen, listen. Again, I like being transparent with you guys. I like you guys to know the reality of what takes place here at this church. When I'm here Friday nights, let's see, Friday night, Friday nights, I was working one of my jobs. I have a meeting that I'm doing this afternoon. I didn't go to bed till almost three o'clock. Then I got up at five to get ready to leave at six to come back home. And I'm sharing this with you because I care. I care about this church. I care about you guys here, the members, our online campus. I care. And, and, and I get tired. And yet I, I come home, did a couple things, took a small nap. <laughs> Worked on church stuff. We went and had lunch. We come over here. Worked here. Left. Had to go get a couple of things. Come back. We were here until almost 10 o'clock last night. And again, I'm sharing this with you because I want you to understand that, that we serve a purpose. Because we want to see people's lives be restored. We want people to, that because of what we're doing, the sacrifices that we're making, it's why we're reaching people all across the world. The sacrifices in this moment. Hey, I'd rather spend all night here, coming here, tired as tired can be, and knowing that somebody's life can be changed. Because I've done it. I've been there when I've been so tired. But somebody said, hey, listen, that message that you talked about, you spoke on today, it helped me. It changed me. Because we're going to let God restore the brokenness in our lives. See, see, what we're trying to do, and over the next few weeks, we're going to begin to put pieces together. Because oftentimes what we do is we start filling the gap with the wrong pieces. And we start trying to, to figure it out. Well, Pastor Michael, you only have one piece of the puzzle. How, how, how do I figure this life out? How, my life is like this puzzle. I don't know how to connect the pieces. Shoot, Pastor Mike, you don't even have the other pieces. But listen, God's ready to restore the brokenness in our life because he can do more in a moment than we can do in 10,000 lifetimes. So, so today, here in just a few moments, I'm going to pray. And my prayer is going to be to let God restore those brokenness in our life, the areas that we need restoration in. I'm not looking for a temporary fix. 
I'm not looking for God to temporarily fix things. I'm looking for a permanent fix. I'm letting God restore that brokenness in our life. And I'm telling y'all right now, y'all better get ready. 2022 is going to be like nothing that you guys have ever experienced before. Because we're getting ready to fix some things and restore things and put them back to where God needs them to be. Guys, we wish you'll stand with me today. God, I just want to thank you so much for this day. I want to thank you for everybody that's here on our online campus, God. God, that's here in person to listen to this podcast later on. God, today, wherever they may be, God, God, they may be those overly needed people, God. But God, there may be longing after you. God, restore the brokenness in our lives, God. God, we have to lean on you sometimes. Just like we may be giving our all to you, God. But God, we still need to be touched. God, we still need you and rely on you, God. Because God, you're always the answer. God, touch our lives. God, we want to give our whole self to you. God, as 2022 started last week, God, we want to start a brand new in you, God. God, begin to restore lives that need to be touched, God. God, where people are trying to fill these gaps and these pieces with the wrong things, God. God, restore the brokenness in our lives, God. God, restore it back with the right pieces, God. God, mold these pieces back together. And God, continue to touch this church because, God, 2022 is going to be the best year yet. God, if somebody don't know you, let them know. All they have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for coming to the earth and dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins and restore the brokenness in my life. When it gets hard, remind me that you're always with me and that you're the answer that I need. Name I pray. Thank you again for tuning into the Medic Church podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.